Hello and welcome to Owning It, the podcast that celebrates the inspiring choices made by women who refused to simply follow the crowd and chose the road less traveled. I'm your host, Sandhya Tukaram, and in each episode, we'll have real conversations with these incredible women who choose to carve their own path because following just isn't an option. They may not be making headlines, but every one of them is a role model. So join me. And let's explore the power of choice and the inspiration it brings right here on Owning It. Sumana's story for me is almost like a fairy tale romance. It involves true love for music, finding her truth in the city of Paris, and curating her happily ever after as she owned her choice to become a singer and songwriter over a well-paid corporate job. Join me and listen to the lovely, inspiring tale unfold. Sumana, hi. Thank you so much. Uh, this is the first time we're actually seeing each other online, but we've spoken once before and I've heard a lot about you. And it was the first time I heard about you that made me very eager to get to a conversation with you. Uh, my sister had the loveliest things to say, but it was about this one day on a metro station and you that she spoke about. That got me really intrigued and I stalked you for a bit till you agreed to this conversation. Um, so for a start, these conversations are all about women owning it and making choices. And I want to go back to that day on that metro station, uh, Sumana, when it was so definitive to a choice you made on that day. Can you relive it for us? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, well, first of all, I share your sentiments. Thank you so much for inviting me to this conversation. I'm really thrilled to like, you know, meet you face to face for the first time. And the conversations that we had before were really lovely. So thank you for that. Um, so I'll take you back to that day. It was a really defining yeah, moment in my life. Um, so I'd come to Paris and I'd been here for a couple of years. I had done my MBA and, you know, found was fortunate to have found a really good job in an insurance company and it was it was all kind of working out <laughs> little did i know that that wasn't really the plan anyways i was um in chatelet chatelet is one of like the busiest like biggest metro stations in paris and i remember coming back from work and hearing this musician i could hear music and it, there's this like long corridor that you that I had to you know walk through to get to my house, and through this corridor I could hear this voice and this guitar, and I was like, wow, like what is that? I had never seen you know like someone performing in the metro. I didn't even know it could be a thing because growing up in India, we we don't see that like in bus stops or in in Bangalore back then. We didn't have a metro. Um, yeah, and I see. Then I come to this this juncture in the metro station and I see this musician sitting and playing guitar voice sending out so much of positive energy out there for anyone who wants to listen like he didn't care if people were stopping if people were passing by and there were lots of people just passing by it was rush hour but lots of people also just stopping and like soaking it in and it hit me like a ton of bricks, maybe not at that particular point, but I, I did pass by him two, three days in a row because that was his job. He would always come and play in the metro at the same time every day. 
And at one one day, I remember I would just stand and look at him two hours, three hours. It didn't matter however long he played. And one day it hit me like a ton of bricks. Really, I, I was just looking at him. I was like, oh, this is what I need to do. Like, I need to get back to music because I used to, you know, sing earlier in Bangalore when I was living in Bangalore, never in a professional context. But with studies and job, you kind of get pulled away from, at least I got pulled away from music and seeing him in the metro, his name is Banu Pie, B-A-N-U-P-I-E. It, it, it was very strong in me that I had to get back to music. And he changed everything for me because um, I remember him sitting and playing and I thought he was a homeless guy. You know, we have all these perceptions of people who are maybe, I wouldn't say begging, but it's perceived as begging. Yeah. I thought he was... In India, for sure, it would be looked at. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Here it's mixed. Some people do think it's begging. Some people think, no, they're performing, you know. That, yeah. that's the artists. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I remember getting in touch with him, like speaking to him. I, this guy I didn't even know, and I just asked him, will you take guitar lessons from me? You know, and that was, I think, I, I keep telling him I'm in touch with him today. He's my mentor. I say he changed my life. Because he said, yes, I'll take classes for you, but I need you to be super serious. I don't have, you know, a lot of time. But if you show up for class, if you've learned what we've learned in class before, I'll teach you everything I know. Wow. And what a blessing. Because I started taking guitar lessons from him and I realized he wasn't homeless. <laughs> Um, was what he chosen to do. He had chosen to do that. Yeah. He he used to work in an advertising firm and he kind of gave up everything to play in the metro. And he showed me everything he knew about um, songwriting, about uh, um, song recording, about playing in the metro. And here I was like two and a half years into being in France and completely enamored with this whole new world that I had no clue existed. And Sandhya, that was where, for me at least, my musical journey in Paris, that was where it completely started, thanks to this man who was so generous with me, with his knowledge, and, you know, so kind to share everything with me. So, How long ago was this, Sumana? Um, I, I think 2011. Okay. I want to say. Uh, about 12 years. Yeah. Uh, before we go back, to the point well before this, I want to talk about what the 12 years has been for you. Where are you now? What is Sumana today post that choice to pursue singing and being a songwriter? I'm pleased to say that, yeah, well, today I'm an independent artist. I'm a singer-songwriter. I uh, also look at myself like an artist-entrepreneur. Um, and that's what I do for a living. I... Uh, write songs, I sing, I perform for people. And because the journey is like, you know, it's it's not a very stable path. I do do freelance work from now and then. Um, that has nothing to do with music. But I would say like 95% of my time is dedicated to music. And yeah. I could see the joy it brings. <laughs> <laughs> because this conversation is about choices, uh, I want to get back to before the choice. Um, what had life set you up for before this point at the metro station at Paris? Um, 
I was like, you start at any point from the uh, past that you want to before this. Well, I would say I, I think like growing up in India, we're really encouraged to make like wise or like stable, <laughs> solid career choices. So I did a bachelor's of commerce, uh, and then I got this. I was recruited by this insurance firm because I'd learned French in the Alliance and I had my accounting background. I started working in the insurance sector. So it all seemed, it was wonderful. Don't get me wrong. That's it. Like, you know, it was a great start for a 19 year old who, you know, was thirsty to just get out there and work. And I went to Zurich many times and fantastic opportunities, but it was a very like a, a corporate, a corporate job. You know, you climb up the corporate ladder. Yeah. You handle a team and then uh, you move forward. And, and something did quite well. And then I made the choice to um, come to France to do an MBA. So again, very serious kind of uh, studies. Did my MBA in marketing and kind of found my way back into the insurance sector, even though I told myself, never again insurance because I want something more fun and you know um, doing insurance (laughs) insurance. so I think if I hadn't met Vanupier in the metro um, I would have kind of probably just continued on that um, corporate corporate path where I would probably you know be managing teams and the marketing department of the firm that I worked with I don't know um, it depends if we believe in destiny and that you're meant to do things. Maybe music would have come to me in another way. I can't answer that, but I think that I would just be in this, uh, you know, nine to seven kind of. Uh, that didn't yeah. make your heart sing, but maybe your bank balance was flying. Bank <laughs> balance was flying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. When I saw him, I mentioned, and, and you're right about choices. I like the word that you use, choice, because we all have that. And I'm realizing that we have that choice, whatever it may be, every day, you know. Like, uh, this was a big incident that happened to me, like meeting this stranger, thinking he was homeless, having the courage to go speak to him and trust him. And he then, you know, completely changed my life. Yes, it was a choice. Um but we have choices every day, like even simple things like waking up in the morning and choosing to make that phone call or not choosing to make that phone call, you know. Those of us who are fairly privileged, which means we have food at our, on our table and a roof over our head, means we have a choice. We agree. We are very privileged also. Yes. Yeah. And the reason I have these conversations is if we're even slightly privileged, we should try and make choices and we can, you know, and that's why I like to shine the spotlight on women like you who are using that platform and making these brave choices. And it doesn't mean there is no compromise and doesn't mean there's no trade-off, which leads, leads me to my next question is what were the real challenges of following your heart and a passion and in a sense, giving up a, a fairly comfortable career? There are a lot of trade-offs on there. I still feel it even five years after I've kind of, I quit my job five years ago to kind of follow this path. Let me start with um, just like societal expectations or expectations from family um, of what you are supposed to do. And I think that's 
more ingrained in us growing up in India. I think that role that that society and parents and enlarged, uh, how do I say, it? relatives, you know, the enlarged family. Yes. All of those who have an opinion but aren't really paying for anything in our lives. <laughs> Others of the immediate family, of course. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think the first um, challenge was to accept that I'm not going to make them happy or I'm not going to uh, mm, fit in their mold because, yeah. you know, you're, you're meant to get married at a certain age, have children, etc., etc. And I never adhered to any of them. You're not form in a sense. Yeah, it's exactly. It's idea of what you should be. Yeah. but And I think in my case, it was maybe more challenging, or at least I perceived it as more challenging because the contrast was really different. Like, stable job, MBA, super career, and uh, playing in the metro and being perceived as being homeless. homeless. Yeah. No, it's the truth. Yeah. So I think just accepting that it's okay. Accepting that I might be an outcast. It's fine. And sometimes that still teach back, but it's, you know, like it's, it's an ongoing work that you do uh, to say, hey, listen, this is my life, my choices. Um, and I've been very lucky that my parents have always supported me in everything. So, and the immediate family. So that's been a huge blessing. And that's one of the reasons I can do what I do. Um, but that societal thing where you come from your educational background that still holds a lot of weight um, so that's is it, is it hard when you come back to India or not now people have got used to it um, it is in some level still hard you know mm. um, yeah I would be lying if I said it's all okay let me ask you a question in a slightly tricky way or, or maybe not so tricky when your parents talk about you to their friends and family, is this something they are proud about? Oh, they're very proud. Oh, so yeah. they're, they're, no, they're very supportive. Now, though, you know, they, they, they love seeing the videos I put out, the songs That's I put lovely. out. Yeah, so I've been very blessed that way. My dad is currently visiting. He's here in Paris. And he came for a concert and, you know, he, okay. he's extremely... The next time in pa- I'm in Paris, I'd love to come for a concert. I'd love to invite you. The second maybe challenge is the financial aspect of things. Yeah. It's a real one, right? I mean, it's a real Yeah. While the other one is, you know, psychological, you can work on it. You can uh, financially as well, you can work on things. But it's a very stark difference. Yes. So when I made that choice, I... I ensured that I had a cushion for two years. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to give myself two years. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, I'll at least have tried. But I think it's important that we don't put ourselves completely at risk and give up everything because life can be cruel mm-hmm. and you need money to live. <laughs> um, so once that two-year period uh, kind of got over and I realized it was working, I was. Um, I was okay with making like 60% less or even 70% less in the beginning than what I used to make. And I had to make choices in my life to conform to that bank balance. So, for example, uh, really concrete things, instead of going out with my friends uh, three times a week, I would say, no, I'll go out, um, you know, once in 10 days. And instead of having three drinks, I'll have one. because. 
it, every expense does you know have an impact on your on your balance so i saw my life change in um in very concrete ways like very mm-hmm. tangible ways but i realized it didn't take away from my joy i didn't say oh man i wanted to have that third drink and i couldn't do no <laughs> so many people can sing and play the guitar and just be 100% happy yeah so i realized that you need money but maybe over a certain limit it 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 doesn't contribute directly to your happiness yes it can give you comforts and all of that i'm still living a very nice life and um and i can do the things i want to do and somewhere it makes the journey even more juicy <laughs> you know so um that's what it's working out for now and i'm glad we spoke about this right i like to keep these things real because it's all very well to have a passion and to follow it and you know more power to you but anybody listening should also understand that there are trade offs that this is a conscious and intentional choice that you have chosen to follow something that you love and at the same time you were careful about having enough for cushion and you're constantly making some trade offs that don't impact your life in a huge way but in little tangible ways they do uh, yes and it's important uh, choices yeah. i realized that your situation counts a lot in the sense that when i made that choice my parents were healthy i wasn't married i'm still not married but i didn't have you know like a family didn't have children so the only person i had to really take care of was myself Yeah but when you're in a position or a situation where you do have other obligations it does uh it does bring other things in the equation maybe the choices are not that simple yeah. and there are other ways to look at it so my situation did favor me to make that choice yeah no and I'm glad you did that it all worked out and you 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 embraced it and it's a lovely story where can we find and i understand when we don't know what life would throw at us but if you had control over your future where do you think we'll find you in 5 years from now that's a tricky one um what i would like to continue doing is i'd like to continue uh creating and writing new songs and putting out new material and for me it's not just about the music um at least the that meant a lot to me till now they have a message you know like a life lesson that i've learned uh something that i feel very strongly about um so my songs that i've written like sanctuary or slow down or you see these songs come with a message about perceiving life in a certain way and living life in a certain way and appreciating life in a certain way and i want to be able to write more songs like that and I, i would like that message to reach more um because i think my my what i'm realizing as well more and more and i guess all of us do as we grow older is that it's so fragile this journey this life it can go at any moment yes. um and we have to make the most of it we have to milk it this and i want those messages that i talk about in my songs to kind of reach more people that would be awesome if that happens <laughs> um and uh 
I want to be able to spend more time with family and friends because that counts as well to have more freedom in this life that I'm creating for myself as an independent artist. And um, I can't think beyond that, to be honest. No, I, I think you've spoken about two really beautiful things. And I'm going to ask you, Sumana, and I hope you won't say no, but if you do, I'll, uh, you know, I'll respect it. Can you end with a few lines that talks about these messages that you want people to listen to and take away something from? Um, you mean, oh yeah, I can like, speak about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can speak about uh, what I'm saying. I meant, can you sing something? Oh, can you sing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can. Um, <laughs> you can get your guitar. That's yeah. right. I can, I can. Um, maybe I will sing a song that's called Easy. That what is the message? So Easy I wrote around that period when I met Panukye. And I was very torn between what was I doing in life. Here is this, you know, this nice job in post-MBA and I was supposed to be all like, I'm killing it. But at the same time, I wasn't really completely satisfied and then I met Manupi and this whole music thing was taking shape and I was like could this really be a possibility so it was a time where I was filled with doubt I was lost I was confused I was projecting way into the future and getting worried and then I was looking at the past and kind of maybe having regrets on some of my choices and I wasn't savoring it and I this song came to me I believe even till today to tell me, let go, have fun, um, live in the present moment. You don't have to think about the future that much. Don't have to question the past. Take it easy, you know, savor what life is giving you. Yeah. Um, and That's a lovely message. Well, let's hear you sing. The song. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably just do one. Uh, sure. One. Uh, <laughs> One verse and one chorus. <laughs> Where the wind goes, I will follow. Will you come this way with me? I'm gonna think of a more perfect time or better place to give up my wings and find some liberty. But take it easy, take it easy, slow and steady, live life as it comes to me. But take it easy, just the way it should be. Easy, live life with fantasy. Beautiful. I really, uh, Sumana, that touched me. That touched me and I hope anyone who's listening um, really takes it easy. And thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining us on Owning It. With every conversation with women who are taking control of their narrative, I'm constantly inspired. Don't forget to tune in to the next conversation with yet another woman choosing her own path and owning it.